0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 31st, as we are heading into September. The Phillies, unable to come back in what would have been the One of the all-time great comesbacks last night in in Sunday Night Baseball, but ultimately do take two of three from the Braves this weekend. A a good weekend of baseball for the Phillies as uh, a fun win on Friday night, a walk-it-off win. Saturday they get the job done for the first time since 2018 after Saturday's win. This Philadelphia Phillies baseball team had won five games in a row and then on Sunday night had a chance to almost make it six in a very special way, but we're unable to Finish it out. We'll dive into it all. Ultimately, the Phillies do come out of the weekend. I think feeling uh, more optimistic than than not about this team and their chances today is the Major League trade deadline. We'll get to that later as well. We'll see if the Phillies decide to add more than they already have, obviously. Bringing in Brandon Workman and Heath Hembry and uh, David Hale, obviously, in a smaller deal as well. We saw Hale for the first time yesterday. It wasn't the best, but um, ultimately, we'll see what Clentac decides to do today, react to that tomorrow. But I, I do think the Phillies could be in on things. There were some rumors about the Phillies, so it'll be interesting to see. But let's look back at the weekend of baseball, and then we'll get to that, as it was a super fun weekend of baseball. Again, even though the Phillies didn't finish out the sweep, they made it really fun along the way. Friday night, a, uh, a real thrilling victory, as the Phillies went it in 11, 7-4, as it was a uh, really – Back and forth, fun baseball game. The Phillies get out to an early lead, a 2 to nothing lead in the third inning Is Andrew McCutcheon, who continues to rake, continues to just be awesome. Um, Two-run shot there as McCutcheon has been just scalding white hottie with Homer again on Sunday as he just continues to, to play really good baseball. His average is above 280 now. Um, McCutcheon's been great. It's really exciting to see him, especially after the injury, you know, and – um, clearly not looking fully right to start the year. Seeing him finally start to trust that knee, the timing comes back, all that stuff. It's been um, it's been awesome to see. They get a two nothing lead in the third, but then uh, Marcel Ozuna an RBI double in the fourth makes it two to one with the Phillies. Get the lead back in the fourth. Gene Segura two run bomb. Segura has been. White hot as well, really starting to get rolling as well. This offense is starting to click, and that's what's exciting. And they've won some games while Harper and Romito haven't been carrying the team. They've been struggling more so. And uh in some ways, you know, it's exciting to see that that everyone else kind of stepping up and, and getting the bats going as this offense really brought it when necessary. Uh the Phillies ultimately take that four-to-one lead into the sixth inning, but then the Braves score one on an error uh dd a uh, uh, throwing error um it should not have been a throwing error on dd it should have been on Rees. that was a ball he should have had he should have had it it was uh it was a uh, in my opinion it should have been an error on reese ultimately it is an error on dd the run scores we get to the seventh as zach wheeler uh not vintage wheeler so to speak, and we only have a little experience of vintage wheeler but a solid outing yet again as zach wheeler continues to be this team's most bankable most um, week in, week out, or start in, start out, you know, a consistent pitcher goes five and two-thirds, allows two runs, only one of them earned, uh, three strikeouts, not as many strikeouts, one walk, six hits um, as we expected, uh, but still has done a nice job um, just consistently getting outs and, and pitching to contact and giving you six or seven, two runs, three runs, and, and just keeping in games. And uh, it's been really nice to have Zach Wheeler on this team. He of two, five, eight on the season, so he's been, been very good. Um, but, uh, Adam Morgan comes in and, and, uh, gives the lead away in the, uh, in the seventh as Morgan allows a, uh, uh, Ender Inciarte and Austin Riley back to back home runs, or excuse me, not back to back, but in the same inning as, uh, the Phillies now a four, four game in the seventh. And, uh, you figure with the Phillies bullpen, we're. We're done from there, but all of a sudden after that, the bullpen locks down through the 11. Tommy Hunter gives you a clean inning. He's been great. Tommy Hunter's pitched really well. Shout out to Tommy Hunter's. Got his ERA down to 3.65. believe it or not. Hector Neris looked really good. Gives you a clean inning, two strikeouts. Brandon Workman, a clean-ish inning. A hit and a walk gets out of the inning. Heath Embry gives you an inning. And Blake Parker in the 11th gives you an inning as well. A couple of those with runners starting out on second base, as we know. Um, impressive. The bullpen did tighten up there and allowed it to get to the bottom of the 11th, where with two on and Scott Kingery would step to the plate. And the, certainly the best moment Scott Kingery has had this season is it has been a rough season for Kingery. Uh, still, you know, batting below 200 as well below 200 has really just been unable to get going. There've been signs of life lately hitting the ball a little harder, getting to it a little quicker. Um, But this certainly the, the moment of the season form came in as a pinch run earlier, steps up to the plate. His only uh, a bat of the game. And he goes yard just clear in the left field fence, a three run walk off shot. The Phillies went at seven to four was awesome to see for Kingery who, you know, has really gone through it this year. It's been a rough year for Scott Kingery and, you know, we all expected uh, another step forward after the year last season, where it, you know we finally started to see some of the flashes of what mates Scott Kingery great and in the minors, and, and why there was so much hype for him, and why he got that you know historic contract and all that type of stuff. Um, but uh, this season has not been great, obviously for Kingery. But again, uh, Friday night certainly was the walk off homer. It was super fun. And again, chatted at the bullpen, who after Adam Morgan um, came in and locked it down, and that was uh, that was necessary. It was definitely, definitely necessary. It was for all of us. It was one of those frustrating ones where you felt like the Phillies were going to win, felt like the Phillies were going to win, and then the bullpen gives it up. And you're like, "Mm, this isn't going to go the right way. And then all of a sudden they locked it down, and that was exciting to see. Um, Saturday, the chance to go for five in a row yet again as this Phillies group since 2018 has been unable to get past that lofty four games, one in a row threshold. And finally on Saturday against the Atlanta Braves, it finally happened. The Phillies get the job done. Zach Eflin, the number one reason I will say they get the job done. Eflin was absolutely awesome. Goes seven innings, allows one run, four hits, eight strikeouts. The one run, a solo home run. He gave up to Johan Carmargo in the sixth inning, but otherwise, Eflin was sterling. Uh, 83 pitches. Could have gone another inning at least. Uh, maybe would have given him a complete game if weren't for a rain delay. Uh, hour 15 or so minute rain delay uh, ends up uh, not coming back in. And then Hector Neris, another clean inning. Too straight, as hopefully Hector's figured something out and is starting to turn a corner. And then Brandon Workman comes in, and yet again, two base runners, as always, but gets out of the inning gets a save. But, Really, Zach Eflin, um, we've seen Eflin have the strikeout stuff this season, you know, which was something uh, to a level he has not had in the past. And uh, he's been great. And uh, he has not been able to put it all together um, from a start CRA perspective. And we finally saw that on Saturday. It seemed like Eflin really put it all together. You know, it really felt like a a really great outing from Eflin. It felt like he could have finished it out if it weren't for the rain delay and just – Look dynamite. All his pitches were clicking, and, um, you know, when you get that guy, it really does change the the way this team looks. I mean, Nola and Wheeler, you feel really good about those as your top two, and that's the thing about Wheeler, too, that's just so nice to, to have someone other than Aaron Nola um, be good on a consistent basis. But, look, if Affleck can give you those types of outings, and then if Howard can figure it out, which he has the talent to do, all of a sudden you're talking about a pretty – solid starting staff there.
1: You know I mean? Jake
0: Arrieta is a disaster and, and you never know what you're going to get with him uh, as we'll talk about uh, when we talk about Sunday's game. But um, I do think that, you know, uh, that those other four you can, you can go to battle with a little bit and uh, it's exciting. It's a, it's a good thing. Look at that bullpen is not something you can go to battle with and that's ultimately what could be their undoing. But I think from a starting rotation perspective, they're certainly better than others, you know, who are, who are, fighting to compete and all that. So um, it's good to see. Good to see from F and then uh, getting enough runs to get the job done on Saturday in that one as well as they ultimately win it 4-1. They get out earlier. Bryce Harper sacrifice flying the first and then Reese Hoskins, a three-run shot. Hoskins goes three for four. Three RBI in the game. Hoskins will get to it, but with Homer again on Sunday. another big day. This Homer that he hit in this one. A opposite field, like right center into the bullpens there. Just a shot there. Had another loud out to the warning track there. I think Reese Hoskins might be back. Like, back, back. As Hoskins has looked really good for the last few weeks now and kind of culminating over the last five games or so as he has been locked in. Um, As we know, look, he hadn't had a homer all season. Hit one in Boston last week, and now he's got five. So Hoskins is really turning his season around he's got an OPS over 900 now he's the highest OBP on the team right there with Harper um it's exciting it's exciting because you know after what we had seen from Hoskins and how lost he looked to start this year after the second half of last year it just it was concerning you wondered what happened to that that guy who was such a consistent talented hitter and yes Reese Hoskins has always been a streaky hitter. you know we know that that you know, he is someone who has gone hot and cold for stretches, but it's usually two weeks at a time or whatever, not an entire second half of a season or whatever. And that's what made that so unique last year and so scary um, for what it pretended. Um, but it looks like Hoskins has finally figured it out again. And that makes this lineup so much more dynamic and dangerous. Just a really – legitimate lineup. I mean, you go McCutcheon, who is, again, also locked in. Both guys would homer on Sunday. We'll get to that Sunday game, which was a wild one in a minute. But um, you go McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, Romuto, Segura is locked in. You got Boehm in the eight spot, potentially. Um, I mean, Didi, of course. I think Didi works as good at bats as anyone on the team on a night-to-night basis. It just feels like every time that – Guy gets out. Of, even then, he's batting like he's working seventy pitch at bats. I I've been so impressed with this offense and what it can do. And then you got gosson and when Bruce comes back, and they just got some talent, some depth. Even Andrew Knapp, even the backup catcher is raking. Like this lineup can play. Like it's legit. It's the type of lineup that can compete. And when you got Nolan Wheeler, you can compete too. It's the it's the bullpen. That's what makes today interesting. Is will they go out and add to this this bullpen? Where, you know, you maybe you could convince yourself that you got a bit of a chance. You know, maybe not the Dodgers. Like, the Dodgers are amazing. We all know that. Like, I doubt any team's going to beat them. But, you know, baseball's weird. And, again, I, I don't think this team is closed. I think the bullpen is too far away. But I could see how they could convince themselves that they have a shot. Um, and it was a good weekend in baseball. Again, right now they are tied for second place with the uh, Marlins and the NL East. We'll get to the actual standings in just a few. Um, but... You know, Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting day here for the trade deadline because I think there's a lot of teams that are right there in it, and uh, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see what teams do. All right, to yesterday's game, which was the only loss the weekend, but but the wildest, most fun, super entertaining game to watch, even though it went super late and uh, was way too long as usual. With these Phillies games this year, it feels like, but uh, just a wild game. The Phillies end up losing twelve to ten, but it was not for uh, a lack of effort. As the Phillies, Jay Gary had another disastrous performance, goes in an inning and third, gives up seven earned runs, was just awful. And then David Hale came in and gave up three runs right after that. Ultimately, the Phillies were down ten nothing in the second inning. Ten nothing in the second inning, and then what could the Phillies have done? Down 10 nothing in the second. And then they could have said, you know what? It's not our night. We're going to pack it in. We're going to get quick at bats. We're not going to really work counts. We're going to really try and get out of here. What did the Phillies do? They fought tooth and nail to try and win that baseball game, to try and become one of the five teams ever we learned that would be the six from a graphic to be 10, 10 runs down in a game and come back to win it. One of the two teams ever, both other from Philadelphia as well, which was really weird. I think it was the A's and the Phillies, but um, to come down from a 10 nothing lead uh, in the second inning, uh, first or second inning, to be down 10-0. Um, and they really made it a run, man. It was crazy. They put up... Dee uh, Dee gets it going in the third uh, with a or second with a solo shot. It's 10 1. Then the third inning, it gets rolling. McCutcheon, an RBI double. Reeves, a monster shot, two run shot, down 10 4. Then Dee triples in a couple runs. It's 10 6. Then an RBI ground out. It's 10 7 all of a sudden in the third inning. And it was just 10 0. And you're sitting there like, what the hell is happening? And this team fought. They fought. It would be 10 8 soon enough. On a Gene Segura RBI single, then. The bullpen, Reggie McClain gives up a run. It's 11-8. But then the bottom of the eighth comes. Roman Quinn, a 429-foot blast, makes it 10 uh, 11-9. And then the next batter, Andrew McCutcheon, does it again as he has been, again, white-hot, locked in. McCutcheon uh, hits his fifth, uh, fourth home run of the season. And uh, all of a sudden, it's 11-10, and we're losing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm believing this could actually happen. And then the Braves add, I run in the ninth. It's 12-10, and the Phillies ultimately can't close it out. But um, first of all, look, it was a super fun game to watch. It was a game where you're down 10 nothing, and you're dreading watching the rest of the game. And the Phillies really made it a fun one. They made it an effort. And... Um, like I said before, I think in a lot of cases you see a team go down like that. And there's a reason that there's only two teams that have ever come down from a come back from a ten nothing lead in the first or second inning. Because teams give up usually those spots. There are a lot of teams that say all right, it's not our night. And this Phillies team didn't. They worked at bats. They fought hard. They chipped away. They kept scoring runs. They kept battling back. They were never out of it. And That was really heartening to see. It it left me with more optimism than pessimism after a loss, which is something you rarely see. You know, Usually you're down after a loss, especially a a chance to sweep, a chance to gut over 500, to be alone in second place, um, all that stuff. Um, And yet I I feel super optimistic about this team after it because they fought. They showed a sense of urgency. They showed how important each game is. They showed that they're not going to just let a game slip away and just give up um it was it was one of the the best losses I've ever seen how about that is that a good way but it was a it was a great loss the Phillies really fought hard in a game where it felt like they were just going to kind of like any team would just kind of pack it in and they didn't and they fought and again kudos to this offense it's a shame that Arietta stunk so much and that the bullpen wasn't able to put a lid on it which is again not surprising but this Phillies offense, that we just talked about, but it is super legit right now. I mean, McCutcheon's batting 280 all of a sudden out of nowhere. McCutcheon, 280. Even got the slugging percentage up to 430. Hoskins, somehow, is batting 250 all of a sudden. Reese Hoskins has an OPS of 903. I mean, that's awesome. He's got a 424 on base percentage, just behind Harper's 429. Harper, of course, a 429 on base and a 581 slugging still. Romudo, a 566 slugging percentage. Gene Segura, all of a sudden, batting 256. Feels like he was batting 190 a, a couple weeks ago. He's back up there. Dadie's still batting 284 with a 510 slugging. What? For a shortstop, of 510 slugging? Gosling keeps hitting. And he's cooled down a little bit. He's not even 500 anymore, but keeps hitting. Roman Quinn, three for four night last night. He's batting 284 on the season. A 448 slugging from Roman. What? This team's hitting. Basically, other than Scott Kinger, they're hitting and I think that gives them a chance on most nights. And when you have Wheeler and Nola, I think you're gonna have a chance in a lot of a lot of games, especially if Eflin can pitch the way he has you know, there's there's optimism here. Look, are they the Dodgers? No. <laughs> are they the are they the cream of the crop? No. But this team is potentially one bull ben beast away from being a, a real contender to win the division. You know, we saw this Braves team this weekend and they're not that much better than the Phillies. Certainly not a lot better. Their bullpen is light years better, but their starting rotation outside of Max Fried is bad. I mean, flat out bad. And and I think they're probably going to be looking to add a starter at the trade deadline. But look, the Phillies are only three games back at the Braves. They're not that far out. They're tied with the Marlins. They're a game and a half up on the Mets. They're three games up on the Nationals right now. The Nationals are 12 and 19. The Phillies at 14 and 15. Look, the Dodgers are 26 and 10. They're the best team in the National League, clearly. But after that it's a real jumble, you know? I mean the the Braves are 19 and 14, the Cubs are 20 and 14, and the Padres are 21 and 15. Those are the only four teams between the Braves, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Padres who are above 500, you know? The the Rockies are 17 and 17, the Marlins and Phillies are both 14 and 15, the Cardinals are 12 and 13, and then, you know, the Giants are 17 and 19, a few teams at 15 and 18, you know. So it's a um it's a real it's a real cluster, you know, and it's going to be really interesting to see what teams do today at the trade deadline because as we look at that, I mean, like, there's so few teams that are fully out of it. You know, you look across baseball, the Red Sox, Baltimore is pretty close to fully out, I would say. They're on their way there. Kansas City, the Angels, the Rangers, uh, Mariners. Is Washington fully out? You can't say they're fully out, right? Pittsburgh, they're probably fully out. The Diamondbacks maybe at 14 and 21. But um, there are a lot of teams in it, a lot of teams in it. So potential for a lot of um, action for guys, certain guys and stuff. So it's going to be fascinating. I know one name the Phillies were linked to yesterday was Josh Hader, uh, Hader- the best reliever in the game probably milwaukee's closer just nasty nasty stuff can give you two innings if needed probably could even give you three if you had to in a huge playoff game or something um is lights out is a phenomenal awesome pitcher under three more years of team control theoretically could be a starter too. was moved to the bullpen from being a starter i the brewers have long held that they were still going to move him back there who knows he's a best really for baseball so you might not want to move him there from there to take a risk but regardless if they do trade him he is going to fetch a serious haul like the Phillies' top three prospects plus like you know your mick abel Bryson and locks to be in that deal plus um so it's a, a hefty price um now the three years of team control makes it way more interesting and obviously drives the price up but It also makes you feel better about it because this is a weird season and who knows how things are going to play out and, you know, do you really want to go all in on it and all that type of stuff, but it's going to be really interesting. Today's an interesting day, one of the more interesting trade deadlines I can remember, especially because we've already seen so much action. I expected this to be a potentially quiet trade deadline, something where a lot of teams weren't making a ton of deals and, you know, a shortened season and too many teams in it. And now uh, we've already seen some interesting moves being made like, and, and it seems like a fair amount of moves. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I think ultimately if the Phillies can add one more reliever, whether it's hater or someone else, they, they really could use that help. But I also am leery about giving up the farm, so to speak though. Josh hater is, is awesome. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a really interesting day. All right. Coming up, uh, big stretch of baseball for this Phillies team as they fight for a playoff spot fight to potentially win this, you know, vision, hopefully. And uh, if nothing else to certainly make the playoffs and and there's a big eight days coming up, but certainly this week is huge as they have four against the Nats and four against New York, the Mets Um, seven games this week. And then that next game against the Mets on Monday, but it goes at home tonight. Washington, then tomorrow, Washington, Wednesday, Washington, Thursday, Washington, then up to New York. So those four games are at home against Washington, then up to New York for four games against the Mets. This is going to be huge. This is going to be a big factor in how this season plays out. As tonight it's Spencer Howard against Eric Fetty. You feel very good about that matchup, especially Howard's last outing. You started to see a little bit more of uh, what we expected from him and you hope he can take that into the next one. Then you got Nola Wheeler going against Corbin and Scherzer. So that's going to be serious. And then Eflin versus Sanchez. So the Phillies have their four bests going in this uh, in this series. And you look, Nola and Wheeler, you know, if you're going to have to go up against Corbin and, and Scherzer, you, you hope that it works out that way. So those are some serious, serious ace on ace, high-level pitching matchups. This is a massive series, and it's in Philly. It is... It is huge as the Phillies can really kind of end the national season potentially effectively, maybe not quite that far if the the Nats go on a run. We've seen recently in recent memory how the Nats can, you know, go on a real deal serious run. But um, the Phillies have a real chance here to kind of put some distance between them and and the rest of the division. Um, Obviously the Marlins are hanging around and they terrify us because they're the Marlins and – they they have our number, but we do have a seven game stretch coming up with them next week. Um, so starting next week, uh, later in the week, so uh, this is gonna be big. Um, the season is coming down. Look, we're more than halfway through the season now. That's that's uh, you know kind of the crazy thing sitting at fourteen and fifteen. Uh, well, not quite more than halfway. We're about to be halfway uh, after tonight. will be halfway through the season. Assuming the Phillies play sixty games, we might be halfway through the season or more. So. Um, Big series coming up, and Phillies at home need to handle their business before heading up to New York. It'll be a super, super, super important series. So hopefully the Phillies can take advantage, and and we'll see if they make some moves today. Either way, we will definitely be back to talk about it all tomorrow. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.